all you nostalgic Thanksgiving turkeys. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 novice and the other is a 9021 expert. Hi, I'm the novice. I'm Kendra Mickles, <laughs> and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. Uh, I'm Nick Gunning, and I've been watching 90210 since the early 90s, so I've seen them all. <laughs> you can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Other shows on the network include Previously on X-Men, where we look back on X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. Right now, this is almost like a contemporary podcast for us, because yeah. we're talking about X-Men the Animated Series, which was on Fox in the 90s, just like 90210. Yes. Uh, Radio 64, featuring video game music remix radio. Comic book coffee break, a show where two friends sit back and take a deep dive into comic books, past and present. And finally, three nice things, where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. This week's it's a Thanksgiving bounty as we discuss episode 315, The Kindness of Strangers. <laughs> I was going to say something and then I couldn't think of anything to say. Uh, I'm just fanning myself. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Let's get into the West Beverly Blaze. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. This episode originally aired November 25th of 1992. On November 20th, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, premiered. Saw it in theaters. Did you? I wondered. Sure did. Did you like I it sure better did. than the first one? Um, No, probably not better than the first one, but a lot of fun things happen in that movie. Though I can't I can't stomach those movies now. We yeah. tried to watch oh, yeah. Home Alone, I don't know, maybe, maybe even like five years ago or something. And just like the trauma, like as an adult, you see these things and you're like, oh my gosh. I, I highly felt- doubt you're going to forget your son, though. You only have one. Yeah. Yeah, and they true. had like how many? That's like true. eight. So yeah, no, but I but I mean more like seeing all the like torture that Joe Pesci and oh uh, oh yes go through. It's just like it's hard to watch. Yes, I no, did I don't... used to like slapstick stuff, but I I too like it's just not fun for me to watch as no, much now. No, it's hard. It, it is hard to watch. I know. I'm not concerned about leaving my son at the airport. <laughs> I just cringe when they're like getting a hot iron to the face and yeah. getting hit in the face with a paint can, stepping on a nail. Yeah, that's rough. Whew. That's rough. That that happened in a quiet place, so oh uh, yeah, akin to a yeah. horror movie. So yeah, it happened to me once. I stepped on a nail. Oh, did you? Yeah, we were doing roofing and there was a bunch of like shingles on the ground and I stepped on one and there was still a nail in it and it was just like poop. Oh, how's your ankle, by the way? You recently hurt your ankle. <laughs> I know. I did take a nice fall and cut up my ankle pretty bad. No, it healed. I did have to get a tetanus shot, which was no fun. Mm, but uh, it's like I didn't the worst get tetanus. Shot. I didn't get tetanus. So I have a giant spider bite on my leg. Oh, wow. I assume it's a spider. It's definitely not a mosquito bite because I've got yeah. I've got like fifty of those too. But yeah, this sure. is like it's a little swollen. Wow. And yeah, it's fun. Okay. All right. So, anyway, November 25th, Aladdin premiered. My husband's favorite Disney movie. It's a great Disney movie. I'm racking my brain to remember if I saw this in theaters. And I I don't remember. I don't remember if I saw it in theaters or not. But I have always loved it. I love, I mean, I also love Return of Jafar and Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. a great franchise. So, <laughs> uh, Also, November 25th, The Bodyguard premiered. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> Who's in that? Whitney, Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. I've never yeah. seen it. Is it a romance? 
I haven't seen it either, but I do remember big time when it came out, and that song was inescapable. Well, that's my Just next thing, because okay. when I saw The Bodyguard, I was like, I wonder what the number one song was, and yep. it was I Will Always Love You. Stayed on the top of the charts for 14 weeks, and it is one of the best-selling singles of all time. Oh, yeah. I was shocked. I was a teenager, like, at Dollywood on spring break. <laughs> <laughs> when I learned that that is a cover of a Dolly Parton song. I just didn't know that. It is? Yes. Oh, you didn't know either? Yeah. No. Yeah, Dolly Parton sang the original, and she wrote it, you know, and, and Whitney Houston covered it. Yeah. At Dollywood, are they just, like, handing out flyers that say that? No. No, it was like a display <laughs> with the dress she wore, like, when she sang it on the, the Porter Wagner show. Ah. Could, yeah, it blew my mind. Blew my mind. And I guess now it's blown yours as well. Yeah, it has. Okay. Dolly Parton, she's everywhere. Yeah, she is inescapable. Dolly Parton's America, great podcast. Oh, I don't know if you listen to that, but very good, very hmm. interesting. Cool. Yeah. And on December sixth, Lindsay Price, Janet Sosna from the later Fox years, turned sixteen. Yes, she does. All right, that's all I have. Today. I like that character. I like that actress too. I liked her. She was in, uh, I mean, Nano Two and of course, but uh, she was in that show Lipstick Jungle, and I always like when she pops up. You'll probably recognize her when we get there. All right, take All us right. beyond the zip Let's code, Nick. Let's take a look. I will. Aside from her work on screen, Tori Spelling is also a New York Times bestselling author. In total, she's published six books, and they are uh, Storytelling, which was her <laughs> New York Times bestseller. Uh, autobiography came out in 2008. Uh, Mommy Wood, about, you know, being a mother and having children. Uncharted Territory. Get it? It's a pun. <laughs> These are great. Tori. Okay. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> a picture book presenting Tallulah, a party planning book, celebratory, <laughs> and spelling it like it is. She does have a good name for puns. So You know what? You know what? Someday when we exhaust other things, we ought to do like a special every once in a while on a 90210 autobiography. Yeah, let's do it. I want to say the only one that I've actually read is Jason Priestley's, which had shockingly little about 90210 in it, I'm sad to say. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. He's had an interesting life and career, but he didn't really like dig deep into 90210, which is surprising because mm. you know, it was a huge, huge part of his life, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the main focus of the book. So mm. I enjoyed it, but I definitely wanted more. I just finished, um, I just finished Rain Wilson's uh, autobiography, mm. Called the bassoon king, king. Right? yeah and um it, it too there's no there's never enough about like the show that i want them to talk about like in Lori, yeah. lauren graham yeah. she didn't talk enough about gilmore girls for me but sure. uh but yeah. it was it was very good but there was only like two chapters on the office wow. so i read his book soul pancake which is like oh, yeah. a philosophy book more than anything else mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was it was unique and interesting. It was an it was an experience to read. Mm. So I would recommend it. I think it's worth a read. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Should we see who's living in Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills. We only have one episode today, so here's our synopsis. Right. It's the holiday special. It's Thanksgiving, and Andrea yeah. is hoping for an invite to the Walsh home to spare her a vegetarian Thanksgiving. Brandon is quick to offer, and soon Kelly, Donna, and David decide to join too. Meanwhile, Steve is on set with Samantha, looking for an opportune time to break the news of his expulsion to her. Jack McKay is temporarily out of prison for the holidays, and he is, 
and his girlfriend, Christine, share a tense Thanksgiving with Dylan. Finally, the Walshes set one more place at the table when Brandon runs into Jack Canner, the out-of-work vet Brandon met at the beach club during the summer. Yes. A lot going on. And uh, I know, I know. And just to point out, you remember we discussed this back during the summer season. Mel Gildan's novelization, Summer Love, uh, of the of the Beach Club episodes featured a very different ending for Jack Canner. Do you remember that? I vaguely remember that. The end of that. So the last time we see Jack, he Brandon sets up a job interview for Jack with Henry at the Beach Club. Yes. And Jack Jack no shows it. That's what happens in the episode. That's the last time we see him. He no shows the interview, and we don't see or hear from him until this episode. Right. In the novelization, Jack comes back having missed the thing and said, you know, my kid was sick. I had to get back there. I've reunited with my family and I'd really like this job. And Henry's like, all right, you got it. And he, they sort of like stroll off into the sunset. Together. I don't remember that. You, I mean, you different. must have told me, but I don't we remember. We did talk you... about it. Okay. And I was, I was confused about how that happened. So I reached out to Mel Gildan, the author of the novelizations. And he said, he felt like he had, he had resolved that storyline because it, it had no resolution in the right, original yeah. episode. And so it seems like maybe that was that was all they planned to say about it and, and brought him back because this is like 10 episodes after that. But Mel sort of finished off the story there just so the novelization would be a little bit more tight. Uh, but then they went back and revisited the character. So it's kind of, kind of it's made this little like it's a 90210 multiverse. That's yeah. where we're at now. <laughs> so. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, the guest cast this week, we have director Richard Lang, uh, written by Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein. David Sherrill is back as Jack Canner. This is his final of two appearances in the role. Recurring players Denise Dows, Joss Taylor, and Christine Belford return as Miss Teasley, Jack McKay, and Samantha Sanders. I love her. I always like when Samantha Sanders Oh, man. She, she was good in this episode. She was. She was very good. Valerie Wildman makes her first of eight appearances as Christine Pettit. Best known for the role of Faye Walker on Days of Our Lives, as well as shows like Venice and Dangerous Woman. And I couldn't help but mention that she was also in Star Trek Voyager. She Finally, looks so familiar. I'm going to have to look her up because she I... has she actually has quite an extensive okay. filmography. Well, I'm going to look it, and see. OK, a lot of it is like one off guest appearances. But um, yeah, she, she was in a lot of things. Maybe you're recognizing her from Baywatch Nights, which no, she was also in. Were you a big it. fan of Baywatch Nights? <laughs> I don't think I've seen a single okay. episode of Baywatch. Okay. All right. Okay. Finally, we have Melanie Smith as Alyssa Garner. This is her only appearance on 90210, but she she's going to pop back up in the franchise. She recurs as Celia Morales on Melrose Place. She also had recurring roles as Rachel on Seinfeld and Zyle on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. All right. I'm looking at Valerie, and I'm not really oh, okay. not really seeing anything. Uh, Castaway. Okay. She was in Castaway. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's really the only thing I'm seeing. That okay. I would know her from. So I don't know. Right. I don't know why she looks so familiar to me. One of those faces, I guess. It is, yeah. You'll have, I mean, this is the first of eight appearances. So you'll have plenty of time to stare at her and try okay. to figure it out. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, should we get into the episode? Yes. It is a super rainy day. Like torrential downpours this whole episode. We start yeah, at, the, at the Walsh house and the roof is really leaking. Like, looks like it's going to collapse at any second kind of leaking and jim and cindy are are pretty bummed about this yeah all the rain and i was i was it made a little more sense later in the episode but watching this i was like what is the architecture of this house that the kitchen is like the top floor you know oh yeah uh-huh doesn't that seem strange but it did kind of make sense when you see it from the outside later yeah yeah mm-hmm 
Next scene is at school, and Andrea is on crutches now, so she's out of her wheelchair. Yep. Talking about uh, her vegetarian Thanksgiving that she's really not looking forward to. And hey, she's... I've had many, <laughs> many a vegetarian Thanksgivings, and they're just fine. <laughs> uh, they're she's... just fine. She's very jealous of Brandon's. Uh, what? But what she describes is they like took tofu and shaped it to look like a turkey. Oh yeah, I've never had that. That kind of sounds gross. I mean, so. Thanksgiving already is primarily about the sides, you know. So yeah. you just need some sort of centerpiece, it just as an excuse to eat everything around it. Nick, Potatoes. do you remember my favorite side? What do I? What do I make you make every every Thanksgiving? <laughs> is it the is it the yams with the marshmallows? No. But is I do like yams. Green bean casserole. No, but that's good too. Is it's it all good. The Brussels sprouts. No. Oh, I don't like Brussels sprouts. Okay. What is it? Mashed potatoes. Oh, just mashed potatoes. Classic mashed potatoes. Yeah, classic. Okay. Straight up mashed potatoes. Yep. 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 That's pretty good. So good. I guess I just, you prepped me for thinking that it would be a weird Sorry. thing. No. But, no. Okay. We've spent a couple of Thanksgivings together. We have Friendsgiving. We have Friendsgiving. One was just a normal, like, in the daytime Thanksgiving. Last year, I want to say, was like at 9.30 at night. Do you remember that? <laughs> that sounds right. Why did we do it so late? <laughs> you were out of town. You, you like, your flight got in on Thanksgiving Day, and by the time oh, you got back yes. to yes. I just, like, like, drove straight to your house. Yeah, and it was, like, pushing 10 o'clock when we sat down to eat. But I was all worth for it. Worth it. Yeah, it was I'll worth it. It was so good. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. of course. Andrea, Andrea's all about the sage rubbed turkey <laughs> and the homemade whipped cream on the pies. She's she's laying it on pretty thick, uh, yes. not holding back what she's angling for. Yes. And uh, so, of course, Brandon invites her over for yes, Thanksgiving. Was it yes, the the last Thanksgiving episode? Was that when um, whose mom came back? Dylan's mom? Was that the one with, with Dylan's mom? Oh, where then like every maybe. mom and every family ends up at the Walsh house. Or was that yes. Christmas? Yeah. I the, one where Christmas. Cindy, I think... the one where Cindy was really sad because they didn't have anyone. They had to yeah. stay. Yes, I think it was Christmas. That was the one where like there was that Santa Claus man who was in like four or five different okay. stories. And it was okay. all things Santa Claus man. Yeah, I think that was Christmas because Steve was away. That's right. That was a in Christmas New Mexico. Yep. yep. Okay. David is really exciting, excited for the skiing. It's going to be a fresh powder of snow on the mountains. He and Donna are going skiing for Thanksgiving. His jacket brought back a lot of memories for me, too. His like, I, well, maybe he's not in the skiing jacket yet, but when he is wearing the skiing jacket, that was so, like, I had a jacket like that. That was just the height <laughs> of puffy 90s winter coat fashion. Everyone's plans are a little weird because, yeah. so Mel and Jackie and the baby are just going off by themselves for Thanksgiving. David and Donna are also going off by themselves to go skiing for Thanksgiving. Kelly is just going to stay home alone for Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's kind of weird. A little bizarre. bizarre. It's kind of weird. But uh, she's really excited to have the house to herself. But Brenda really wants her to come over to because she doesn't want to watch football and she wants her there. So they're like, they're BFFs again. They're back at it, yeah. Yeah, they're yep. friends. And Brenda's like, do you know... She's like, not to start anything, but do you know You're what right. Dylan's doing for Thanksgiving? Yeah. And they both are like, oh, we don't care. And yeah, Donna's like, sure. Sure yeah. you don't care. <laughs> it's very... It's a weird kind of uh, uh, truce we're in yeah, right it now. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But you know what? I like it. I was impressed by this episode because they're really given the... They're given, like, we haven't seen Gil Myers in a couple episodes, which mm-hmm. I think was absolutely the right call. And 
we had the we had the blowout with Brenda Kelly Dillon, but then two episodes in a row, Dillon's been sort of off in his own storyline, and I think that's smart because so it's too. letting it kind of simmer a little bit, you know. Let it simmer. I liked it. Next scene is at the jail, and <laughs> Dylan is checking his dad out of jail because yeah. I guess that's a thing you can do. Like a library book. Like He's a library book. Turn it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Seems kind of strange, but okay. But yeah. they call it a furlough. He's allowed yeah. to leave for Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving miracle. In order to keep his spirits up i don't really know why they're yeah, allowing him to do thing. this i don't know either but that is the maybe arrested development might might take the cake but i feel like this is the chummiest prison i've ever seen it is yeah you know D- jack is just like hey hey well, well i imagine i imagine it's uh what's it called low security what what yeah, are they called oh yeah Min- minimum security minimum I mean, security jack's crimes are all like financial crimes like white collar kind of stuff you know so yeah and he's rich, so yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> so yeah, they all wish him well as he and Dylan leave. Yeah. Uh, so he's getting out of jail for a couple days. Mm-hmm. At the Peach Pit, Nat. Is, well, Brandon shows up for work, and Nat is really worried about Steve. Steve's been there all morning. He's on his second milkshake, and uh, he's really, really down. It took me a minute to remember why, but the last <laughs> thing we saw was Miss Teasley being like, "As of now, you're no longer a student at West Beverly High." Yep. So he's out of there. Which, I mean, this episode kind of addresses it, kind of. But can you really talk to a kid about, like, a crime, apparently, because they had, like, the cops on it, and kicking him out of school without ever having a conversation with a parent? I don't think so. I would say no. So that that struck me as kind of weird. Like, Steve has to tell his mom. Yeah, it does come up later. Yeah, it, he could th- just not tell his mom, I they guess. They wouldn't have called home? And been like, hey, we expelled your son today. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Especially when police are involved. It's crazy. (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah, he hasn't told his mom and he's like practicing a speech uh, Mm. for Brandon. And then he asks if Brandon would come over and be there with him. But Brandon's like, sorry, bud. Got to do this on your own. I kind of thought was lame. I thought so, too. It's not that I think Brandon's wrong. Like, I think it would be better for Steve I, but maybe not. You know what I mean? Like, they have such a weird relationship. If if Steve felt like he needed Brandon's moral support, I don't see why Brandon couldn't have come. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, agreed. So the next scene is at Steve's. And I feel like we've done this before, where Samantha has walked in and he's been like, hey, yeah. I'm, oh, we have. I'm uh, yeah. getting kicked out of school. And <laughs> yeah, dry sanding him with, hello, gorgeous, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so she was out of town for a commercial, but now she's back. And Maybe. she's like, oh, hey, get packed. We have to leave because he forgot. They're supposed to be doing this show called Escape with the Stars in Santa Barbara for Thanksgiving. I don't know. So I don't really understand what the premise of the show is. I don't either. It's okay. never explained. No, it's not. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Steve does not want to go. No. But... Uh, She's like, no, you're going to go. They want you to go. It's going to be fine. He does this funny, like, laugh, cry face (laughs) at the end of the scene. He does a lot of funny faces in this scene. I know, yeah. In this this show episode, I mean. Yeah, I think they were a little, like, I don't know. They they gave a lot of leeway, I think, in when they cut at the end of a scene. Because there's a couple of funny things that Ian Ziering does that, like, to me, seems like... You know, he he just kind of was goofing <laughs> off. But they left it in, but I liked it. That's that's a hallmark of the show that I like, and I'm glad we're starting to see it more. Yeah, I liked it too. 
Next scene is at Dylan's house, and Jack says he likes the house. I I guess he's never been there. He's never seen this house before. Yeah, I guess not. That seems weird. I yeah, I was trying to remember it. I guess I thought that it was like somebody's house, like Iris's house or Jack's house or like a house that they owned. But I guess we just sort of go from them living at the Bellage Hotel to Dylan owning this house. And so maybe not Dylan really much just of an explanation. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we can get into it. I don't think there's a good explanation for it. Uh, Jack is really excited to drink because he hasn't gotten to drink. So he pours one out and uh, he says, here's to freedom. And then he goes to the phone to to call someone. And what is it? How does he say it? He says he's calling someone for something. I I don't remember. I forget the words he says, but he makes it sound like like he's calling a hooker, basically. Uh, or like, an, like a or an call. escort. Yes. Right. And yeah. uh, well, I think the fact that he's just so casually drinking. I mean, he does after he pours the drink and is like, "Boy, there's nothing like a delicious alcoholic beverage," you know. <laughs> well, he does, does he say really, like, "Is it okay?" What? Does he really know about Dylan's alcoholism? Well, I think so. I think so because he says he asks him if it's okay for him That's to drink. True. Yeah. But maybe he was just. Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he was just being polite. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, he wants to call his lady friend, and uh, Dylan is not about that. He is like, over my dead body, will you have sex in this house? <laughs> he he is. No, he's like, if you're gonna do this, you're going to a hotel. He he's just yeah, like a hundred percent against it. He very much go. is. Yeah, which, which is kind of like, I mean, he's in prison, Dylan. Be cool. <laughs> I know. On the one hand, I'm like, that's a little over the top. Like. I get it. But on the other hand, like the first thing his dad does when they get there is call his lady friend to have sex yeah. in his son's house. I don't know. Yeah, but I I think ultimately that was not the real reason. I think we're sort of led to believe that it's like a tawdry thing, but I don't think that that's really Yeah, he does say he does say I was just calling an old friend. So Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so tensions are high right from the get-go. It's supposed to be that, that Jack is going to take advantage of the situation. And the more we go on, the more we find out what's really going down. Correct. Next scene is at the Peach Pit. Brandon is leaving work. It's still pouring down rain. And as he's pulling out of the parking lot, he sees a homeless man digging in the trash. And he gives him some money. And then he's like, wait a minute. I recognize this guy. Yeah, <laughs> He does i was like oh man he's gonna run him over but yeah. he gets out <laughs> he gets out and he realizes it's jack jack canner from the beach earlier jack this canner. season whole time As and, I live and breathe yeah and jack at first i don't know if he really doesn't remember him or he just say, is saying he doesn't remember brandon uh from earlier but the, he eventually is like oh yeah you i remember now. yeah i mean I don't think there's any real reason why he Brandon would stand out to him so well. I mean, they met twice, like six months ago. That's true. You know, so and Brandon was in a uniform at the beach club. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole I, thing. I buy it. I buy it. But uh, Brandon takes him into the restaurant to give him some food. Nat is a little suspicious, um, but then he he's cool with it. And they. Yeah, which is funny because last year we're led to believe that every year Nat just opens the peach pit and lets everybody come in and eat for free for the holidays. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Whole thing, but. This year, Nat was like, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. And then he goes and kisses Andrea directly on the lips. 
Oh, sorry. No, that was the last episode. I yeah, forgot. yeah. And okay, so Jack is eating. He's very thankful for for the all the food that they're giving him. And Brandon mentions that there's a shelter close by, but Jack is he's not. There's there's two Jacks in this episode. So I'm talking about Jack Canner. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is hesitant to go. He feels like it's kind of a hope, like he's giving up hope. If yeah. he if he goes to one of those places, but Brandon's like getting a roof over your head doesn't mean you're giving up. It's just right. kind of like a nice a good thing to do. Yeah. So they do go to the shelter, and he has to fill out some forms that say like his name and social security number, and he mm-hmm. just he just feels like he can't do it. I'm not quite sure yeah. why. Too much. It's too much. I think it's just too much of a surrender. I feel like he his the point that he's making is like he signs those forms and takes that and he's accepting that like he ha he has to. You know what I mean? He's right. officially like a homeless person. And I think he just is seeing that as a failure and, and just can't do it. Yeah. We keep hearing this kind of like military trumpet theme for him throughout this episode that I liked. Oh really? Yeah, did you I notice didn't, that? I didn't pick up on that. Kind of no, sounded like tap it wasn't taps, but it sounded kinda like taps. Uh-huh. Like every time he had a moment. Okay. So so oh, what does Brandon do, Nick? What does he do? He invites him home. Invites him home. Home to the Walsh house. Yep. yep. That's where they now, go. Now, last year it was Brenda invited Hobo Santa home yes. for Christmas. Correct. And this year, at least Brandon and Jack have some history together. Yes, that's true. You know, <laughs> a little bit more. Okay, so the next scene is in Santa Barbara, and I'm, that's how I'm going to refer to it as Santa Barbara because I don't know what this place is that they're yeah. in. Um, some empty house. Some empty crew. house in yeah. Santa Barbara. No yeah. one is there to meet him. The meet them. The crew are like not helpful at all. Yeah. And then finally, Alyssa, I think is yeah. her name, yeah. uh, comes down, and she's the assistant producer or something yeah. on this yeah. show. And she's surprised to see Steve. She thought there was going to be a kid. And she says, well, I'll have to cancel the toy delivery. And Steve says, depends on the toys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> trying to be flirty you, right away. Sexual? Yes. Okay. I didn't. Oh, okay. See, I didn't read that as sexual. I thought he was just being funny. Oh, no. But I, guess I it think he was sense. trying to be flirty. Okay. Uh, there's no one to help with the bags and Samantha is not happy at all about the accommodations. She was told this would be luxury. Yeah. And, uh, it's just them and the crew. Get me your boss, boss, (laughs) Alyssa. And she's like, I'm sorry. Do you understand (laughs) what's happening here? Yeah. I mean, I don't. So it makes sense (laughs) that old Sammy wouldn't either. It's very, it's very weird. So they're staying in this house and then they're just like filming them in this house. Why wouldn't they just come to their house? Like, why wouldn't they bring the film, the crew to their I, house? If you're asking me to explain this show in the show, I don't know. I don't understand. It's a completely empty house with like a dining room table set up and they're supposed to have like unscripted conversations together about how much they love each other and how much they love Thanksgiving. I just don't understand. <laughs> What channel is this on? Like, what time of day is this airing? Who's the target audience? I just don't know. (laughs) Or to laugh. Okay, so Steve Steve convinces her to stay. He's like, it'll be fine. I'll carry your bags. It's going to be fine. Back at the Walsh home. (laughs) Now, wait, is this... 
Have we gotten to Steve's Steve's his plan here at no, this point? No, not yet. He's not, this has not occurred to him yet. No, okay. not yet. Um, this yes. is my favorite line of the episode, though. Jim says, whoever Brenda yes, and Brandon's Sunday school Sunday, teacher yeah. was did a really good job. <laughs> They're always <laughs> yeah. inviting homeless yep. people home for holidays. Yep, I wrote that down, too. He's like, they take it so literally. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so he he's really wary of yeah. of this man um and cindy's like we'll give him a cot in the garage it's it's fine like, yeah just be cool yeah he's had a, a, a rough time yep and then brenda and brandon walk back in with jack and he is clean cut he's shaved he's yeah. showered looks he's great. in nice clothes yeah he looks so much younger yeah he does he looks like late 20s maybe i would say late 30s but you think late 30s uh i don't I think do. so yeah. I'd, I'd give you early 30s okay okay anyway um but yeah so cindy is like you can sleep or no brandon says that he told him he could sleep in the garage but jim is like no and then he's like, you can sleep on the sofa. <laughs> yeah, he has two of those. He has two of those because uh, Jack is like, oh, your kids gave me some of your clothes. I hope that's all right. And Jim's like, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> and then and then that and Jim's like, no. And everybody's like, Jim, how dare you? Uh, but yeah, it's both both were very confusing responses. <laughs> Jim in this episode is a piece of work. We see every version of Jim that there is <laughs> all brought together for the holidays. All right, next scene is at Dylan's house, and I think it's the next day. It's hard to tell. because But they wake, I think they're waking up because he asks yeah, about coffee in the newspaper yes, and stuff. Right. In the, in the um, so, yeah, so I think it's the next day. But tensions are still very high. Jack is wearing yes. the puffiest pants. These, like, big he is. Puffy, puffy pants. white pants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to talk to Dylan, and Dylan is just, like, not having it. And finally, he's like, why are yeah. you so mad at me? Like, what did I do? And then, yeah. and then they, like, throw the newspaper at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was funny. It looked like Dylan, like, he threw it at Dylan, and Dylan almost didn't catch it. And then he, like, chucked it at the closed door. Yeah. <laughs> I just, in my head, I'm, like, trying to think of, like, how many takes they did with that. I know. Seriously. But this is, to me, it's all this is just bad communication, you know? Because Dylan's upset because he feels like his dad is not prioritizing time with him. And I think Jack is just like, I have, you know, 48 hours to be a normal human being again. I want to, like, do it all. And they're just not, like, beating in the middle or, or talking about it at all. They're just throwing newspapers at each other. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. you know. Next scene is at the Walsh home, and Do David and Donna show up. They were not able to go skiing, but they are in their full skiing attire for the yeah, rest Donna of this her, episode. Yeah, Donna her skin-tight white pants, the complete opposite of Jack's super billowy white pants. Yeah, uh, these, definitely. These are very form-feeding. This is where David is rocking the big, like, multicolored 90s ski jacket. Yep, yep. Looking so they're, good. They're all watching football. The whole gang is over, except Steve. They're, yeah. they're all there except Steve, basically. And Dylan. Oh, yeah, and Dylan. Steve and Dylan. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're all watching football, and Jack Canner is looking at a, a book. It's an atlas, like an, a big atlas. An atlas. Kelly. Andrea comes up and stands so close oh, to yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she does. She's aggressively close to him. <laughs> Very close. But before that happens, the cable goes out. Yes. 
So they're watching the game, but the cable goes out. And then Brandon and Jim have this funny exchange where Brandon's like, I have a lot of money on this game. And Jim's like, what? (laughs) How much money? It's funny. I guess Brandon's Brandon's like, oh, I mean a little. uh." Brandon is uh, still gambling after they're betting on the ponies episode. After they met Mr. Pony with Duke. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. So then Andrea goes to talk to Jack. Was that Steve? Who was Mr. Pony? Do you remember? <laughs> Mr. Pony was it was Steve? An... I feel like it was Steve. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So Andre is talking to Jack and he brings up like, oh, I remember you from the beach club and I remember that you were scared of me the first time we met. And she admits to, yes, yeah, she was a little freaked out by him. And then he brings over the book and they talk about where he was stationed. He like shows them on the atlas where he was stationed yeah. and Said he had Thanksgiving with President Bush. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what he meant by that. Like, President Bush was there? And they had Thanksgiving? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was like a big, yeah. Okay. Thing with, with Bush eating with the troops, yeah. Okay. And then he asked Jim if he served with the military. And clearly Jim is, it is uncomfortable. It is right yeah. away, yes. Yep, yep. with that, uh... <laughs> With that question. So Jim kind of walks out of the room and goes to talk to Cindy in the kitchen. Uh, and you can tell that, like, he's he's jealous or he's he's upset for some reason about his military he's background. Feeling, he's feeling inferior. Jim, I think, is feeling a little inferior yeah, in the situation. So. And Jack si- has a really funny and, and very topical line to it. It's, it's a, a moment ago where he's talking about Bush Sr. And he's like, yeah, now we're both out of a job, which is funny because <laughs> – this this aired like weeks after the election that Bush was supposed to win, and then Clinton came in and and snatched. So it's a very topical line for him to have in topical. there. So close to the election, yeah. Cindy wants Jim to relax. Yeah. Will he relax? Probably not. He never listens well, to Cindy. In three seasons, I don't think I've ever seen him relax. <laughs> Next scene is at Dylan's every, house. Every time Jim, every time Jim gets hot under the collar, somebody should be like, "Go up to your keyboard. Go up, put those headphones on, and go to the keyboard." Because that's like, that's Jim's happy place, I feel like. <laughs> yes. Next scene is at Dylan's house. The doorbell rings and Dylan's like, she's your bimbo. And yeah. <laughs> walks out of the room. Yeah. Uh, and it's Christine at the door. Her and Jack uh, greet each other with a kiss. And then. It's a, it's a nice sorry. twist. It's a nice twist because she's clearly like very elegant. You know, yes. she's very classy. She's got a bag full of groceries, you know, and I think that they've been kind of gearing us up for like, you know, a 22 year old girl in like a tube top to come in and be like, yeah. Jackie, you yeah. know, but it's not <laughs> it's a very like mom type figure. Um, and they, they look very like, you know, like classically parental. I feel like Jack and Christine, when you see them, it's much more of a like an old married couple vibe versus what we were led to believe. Right. I think she's she's like instantly likable. Oh, she like, is. Yeah. I think it's hard not to like her from it's the get go. Casting. Especially casting. because she she comes in with a bunch of food from the peach pit. Yeah. That's where she got their Thanksgiving dinner from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dylan is like, oh, you, you know Nat? I know Nat. and then he like turns around to walk away and like runs into the wall did you see him do that that was one of the things that i was thinking where there's like a funny little extra take there he yeah he kind of walks he's like looking at them and walks he does like almost like a double take it was really funny yeah (laughs) he kept going so (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. all right back in santa barbara 
Steve and Alyssa, this is where Steve and Alyssa are talking and talking about jobs in Beverly Hills and she brings up college and he tells her that he got kicked out of school and and she's like, oh, you're a bad boy. And he's like, yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they are talking a little about Samantha and she says, oh, these celebrities, you never know who they are when they're not in front of the camera. And you just see the light bulb go yeah. on it's like ding <laughs> and he's like she's a different person when the cameras are rolling of course i sense he's, shenanigans he's hatched a plan back at the wall show brandon wants food so he walks out of the room so he is not in here for this uh for this scene <laughs> donna walks up to jack and is like so you're homeless huh <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down too. That's a classic Brandon line, you know. Yeah. That, that reminds me of like, so what happened to the kid's dad? You know. <laughs> and everyone kind else of kind of apologizes for Donna uh, to Jack, and then Jack starts talking about homeless people and how yeah. there's a lot of people out there hurting. And uh, Jim is like sitting there just like stewing during this yeah. whole thing, and then he says something about like there's a lot more to worry about than the cable going out and yeah. eating a sandwich before dinner. And I wrote, oh, here goes Jim, because he just, like, jumps up and he's like, you're in my house. And how dare you say stuff like this? And then what is he like? He's like, where are you? Where are your kids? Whose fault is it that you're Uh, you're homeless, basically? And then Jack is like, you never did serve in the military, did you? And he's like, get out of my house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And so Jack goes upstairs. He uh, changes out of the clothes they gave him back into his military uniform, which it looks like they washed. So it's it's, all clean It's washed and pressed. It looks great. Yeah. And Brandon brings up that Jim's dad was a Marine and wanted Jim to also go to war and be in the service. And Jim said, no, he didn't agree with the war. Mm -hmm. And so. Vietnam, specifically. Yes. And so they like haven't talked. Like he said, he's never met his grandpa. Yeah, which was kind of an interesting piece of throwaway dialogue. Yeah. You know, because we don't we haven't gotten much of extended family. We met old Bobby Walsh, remember earlier? Yes. Him yes. and Kelly. But is that it as far as family? I think so. I think he's the only Walsh family member that we've seen. And so then now we're getting just a little bit more. We've heard about Cindy's parents. This is the first we're really hearing of Jim's parents. And I didn't remember that at all. So I was kind of surprised to hear that. Yeah. While they're having this conversation, we hear a crash downstairs and learn that the roof has caved in like I thought it was yeah. going to. So or a whole section. Yeah, ceiling. sorry. The ceiling. Um, so a whole section of the ceiling has fallen down and it's just like, you know, raining inside the house. So uh, yep. Jack is like, let's do it. Let's fix it. And they go outside in the pouring rain. He's up on the ladder and fixing the roof and david said this is the weirdest thanksgiving ever <laughs> <laughs> yep back in santa barbara where they're they're filming this scene i don't understand this at all <laughs> how is this a show it, like i would believe it if it was like a jc penny dinnerware commercial from the 90s but like a show I don't get it. I don't know. They're just like it. at this like full thanksgiving table they're dressed up but they're like filming i don't know it would have made more sense if they were like we're gonna take you inside the home of samantha sanders but it's not their home it's like a random house yeah i don't get it anyway yeah i don't understand either steve looks so awkward throughout this opportunity (laughs) yeah he's so awkward throughout this whole 
scene and he's got this like look on his face like nervous look it's funny and then they're like okay steve we want you to to give your mother a thanksgiving blessing the biggest blessing you can give her (laughs) so he keeps going on about like you're so kind and understanding and i hope that you will be very kind and understanding when i tell you i got kicked out of school (laughs) And meanwhile, the director behind the scenes is like, this is not usable. What is he doing? And Alyssa's like, have... no, let it roll. Let it roll. <laughs> it would have made more sense if they were on live television for yeah. him to do that. Yeah, it would have. But here they could just yell cut. Yeah. And then she'll be like, what What are you talking about? Which is what happens. It she... was a flawed plan, Kendra. Yeah. I think we can all agree, <laughs> Steve included, that it was a flawed plan. So, yeah. So she's like, we're going in the hall to talk about this. Um. But first, we go back to Dylan's house. They're all eating dinner. And this is where we learn that, I guess, Dylan has dropped out of high school. Yeah. In his scene, like in, in November of his senior year. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. But Christine is immediately like, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. of course, they fight over the SAT. Jack is like, you need to take it again. And he's like, I'm not taking it again. And they they have a big fight and Jack storms off. Christine kind of makes matters worse because Dylan says they accuse me of cheating. And she's like, oh, like father, like son. And that's it. I mean, that Dylan's like, how dare you? (laughs) You know, so that's what really kicks it off. And then he's like, don't compare me to this pile of garbage and giant (laughs) white pants. And then, yeah, and then it then it escalates it. But Christine really gives it to Dylan afterwards. She's like, how dare you? How dare you disrespect your father in that way? Yeah. She tells him to stop yeah. blaming your father and sulking and give yeah. him a break and give yourself a break yeah. and, like, just let him be your dad. Because that's what in, he – she says that's what he's trying that, to do. She makes one good point where she says, you need to realize now that you have all the power and he has none. So stop rubbing that in his face. I thought that was the only thing in there that was helpful because her dialogue was weird. I thought, I thought that it was more like causing friction than aiding. I don't know. I was glad to see, I was glad to see someone telling Dylan to stop sulking and stop being a dummy and just like interact nicely with, with him. But yeah, well, it's true. I mean, it, it is the first time that you've really seen someone take a parental interest in Jim I'm, or in Dylan. I mean, Jim sort of pretends to even Cindy doesn't ever really give Dylan much in the way of advice or anything. So I think this was the first time you saw somebody really like be a true parent to Dylan, even even in just a moment. And I did feel like it was a little divisive with her saying like father, like son. But I, I get your point that it, it was kind of refreshing to see that. I think. I thought when she said that she was like ask like she was making a joke. I think I don't mm-hmm. really think well, she was trying to. It was not appreciated no. by the young Dylan McKay. No, wrong thing to say. Um. Okay, but she gets him to go. T- she gets Dylan to go talk to Jack. Yep. So that's what he gets up to do. Back in Santa Barbara, Samantha is very upset with Steve, very upset. obviously. Yeah. But then sure. he's like. Well, now you have to come to school and sign papers. And she's like, they Mm -hmm. throw you out without even talking to me. And now I have to go make it official and sign papers. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It it seems like Miss Teasley knows better. I really don't think they must have policy about this, that you can't like kick a senior out of school without having at least a conversation with a parent. Yeah. But she decides, nope, this is not happening. 
I'm going to I'm going to save your butt. Like you are not getting kicked out of school. I'm going to I'm taking over. So then she storms off and Alyssa comes up and is like, Steve, that was brilliant. Also, come up to my room. Around, yeah. around 11 i'll meet yeah. you there <laughs> and he makes another really funny face yes, i wrote that it was like a crazy face he was like <laughs> he was like both intimidated and intrigued and, and confused and yeah <laughs> and confused it was a lot of emotion all at once but i wouldn't i wouldn't change it for anything i loved it <laughs> Next scene is at home, and they have they fixed the leak. Jack Canner fixed the leak. Jim yep. then thanks him for that and apologizes for how he acted. And he brings up that apparently his dad passed away, so Brandon is never going to get to meet his grandfather. And yeah. he says, I can't talk to him anymore, but you can still talk to your kids. Like, don't yeah. make the same mistake I did. Yeah. And so Jack uh, decides to go call his family. After dinner, or no, no, during dinner, Kelly like makes fun of how much David is eating. Mm-hmm. Another like fun brother sister sibling moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrea tells Donna not. Donna feels really bad because now she's like, oh, we're eating this food, but there's homeless people, and um, Andrea tells her not like not to feel bad. Like she needs to eat what's in front of her, and you know, she can't. I don't know. It's funny that Andrea says this line. Yeah, it's a weird point to make, too, from from that character. I agree. And Jack comes in the room. He says that uh, everything's good. He called his family. And that's all we get from that. He just says Mm -hmm. everything's going to be fine. And then he says... All is forgiven. All is forgiven. And then he says he wants to say grace. um, But it's more like a speech that he gives. Yeah, it's like slam poetry that he does instead (laughs) of saying a prayer. About how thankful he is and for the family and stuff. I didn't it's write down It's a prayer in the it. same way that Brenda's stand up was comedy. Yes, correct. And that it and that it is not in any way. <laughs> right. At Dylan's house, now they're all playing Monopoly. Having a great time. They're all friends. Yeah. And Dylan wins. The Thanksgiving miracle. They're <laughs> the other two are ready to uh to call it quits on the game. And Dylan is like, "You know what, guys? You take my room." And they're like, all right, bye. We're going to go have sex in your room now. (laughs) I know. I know. Jack's like, do you have any other plans? And she's like, I'm all yours. And he's like, okay, well, then let's go get busy in my son's bed while he's in the other room. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, it's very weird. It's a very weird moment. It's strange, but. You know, you you do things for family that you... I don't know if you caught... Right before that scene, uh, Dylan says something, and he, he calls him dad, which is a very nice moment, because he's been exclusively... That's right. Yeah, that's right dad. now. So Jack's Jack yeah. is... Before he <laughs> goes yeah. in the room, he yeah. says that he's really thankful to Dylan for everything, and yeah, Dylan calls him dad, which is nice. And Jack, you know, catches it, feels it. Yeah. You know, it was a nice moment. It, it was, was a nice moment, yeah. And then he went to have sex in his son's bed <laughs> right. while uh, Dylan cleans up the Monopoly board. <laughs> Just a door between them. Crying. Okay. All right. <laughs> At school, Samantha Sanders is on the warpath. She, she is, is she is it. coming in. She is straight up baller. <laughs> Soul theme. She is. She 
So uh, Steve runs into Brandon as they walk into the office and he's like, Brandon, I met this girl. But Samantha's like, you're going to sit down and you're going to shut up. <laughs> she's like all power. She's like, you shut your mouth. You get me a Diet Coke. You <laughs> unsuspend my son. <laughs> so yeah, Miss Teasley's like, ah, oh, we've been expecting you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say. And they they go in the office for a little bit, and then they come back out, and she talked her out of of That's ex- expelling. That's all it took. Honestly, I I feel like being a administration in just a normal everyday American school is difficult with parents. You couldn't pay me enough to have Miss Teasley's job at in Beverly Hills. There's yeah, just no sure. way. Yeah. I feel like it would be awful. But anyway, I think this is I think this is a great moment for Samantha. Uh, but it's a very anticlimactic end to this like season long arc. It is, yeah. To just be like, because because two episodes ago they were like, we are going to find this person and they're going to spend the rest of their lives <laughs> breaking rocks on a chain gang in Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're like nah, detention just you have to go to detention and if you don't go to detention there will be consequences <laughs> and like that's it you know like that's it that's the, that's the so whole yeah he has to do double detention so he has to be there early in the morning and he has to stay late every day and if he misses one then he's expelled i don't think that's a good i just feel like from from like a parent's perspective I don't think that would be good for a child. I don't think he would really learn anything from that. And I think that he would be like just exhausted. I don't think he'd perform well in his last year of school. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Well, I guess. Well, the... I mean, during detention, he could be doing his homework and he, I mean, he's failing his classes. So that's true. I guess if, if, if that's what it's going to be, just like a forced study hall, then then maybe it makes sense. But to me, this has the stink of like writers having painted themselves into a corner because oh, well, yeah. We, we don't see Herbert Little. We don't see the janitor. And all of this, like, high-stakes stuff just ends in this way. It just seems like they're like, bleh, no thank you. So I, I, mean, I was disappointed with that. But anyway, anyway, there's a little more episode. I did, it. like, he, <laughs> Steve is like, thanks, Mom. And she's like, don't talk to me. And he's yeah. like, thanks, Miss Teasley. And she's like, don't talk to me either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Yeah. And Brandon is waiting outside, like, well, what happened? And he's like, piece of cake. Everything's fine now. Yeah. Valuable lesson we've all learned. And then the the very last scene is Kelly and Brenda are walking down the hall talking. And Dylan comes up behind and is like doing these funny motions behind them. And then he kisses yeah. Kelly and Brenda and is like, hey, Kelly. Hey, Brenda. How, how, how was your Thanksgiving? And walks away. Yeah. And he's just <laughs> right past him so funny it is it is worth noting that brenda gets more of a like sisterly kiss on the head yes and kelly gets a full on the lips yes kiss. she gets a full so kiss. it yeah. does show a little bit where we're at a little bit of a difference but yeah. i mean that's uh that takes some balls i think to uh to just walk down the hall and oh, like, yeah. kiss two girls and be like all right peace out i'm that's back in dylan. school baby that's dylan so for you I, I guess also he is undropped out now yeah he's back in okay I mean, how much school did he really miss? Like a week? Not much. With Thanksgiving break, maybe none. Yeah, maybe none. Nick, did you have a special song in the credits? Oh, no. You didn't watch the credits? Uh, I I did. It was just the regular It was? Theme. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, where I watched it on Hulu, it was the music video for Saving Forever for You. Oh, really? Yes. I can't believe I missed that. No, I didn't have it. How was the music video? It, I mean, I watched the music video and we did that special episode. Yeah, okay. Um, but I think it was kind of an edited down version okay. of it to fit the credits. Sure. But yeah, you saw uh, David on the mic and wow, okay. they played the whole song. So Cool. No, I didn't. I, I'm oh, watching. Bummer. On, yeah. No, I'm watching on CBS and I didn't, I didn't get that. That's so weird. Hey, you know what? This is a good time. We should probably mention this a few times, but uh, are you familiar with, um, well, okay, no, let's, let's do our rap and then I'll tell you this thing. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So, well, you got a bonus. So I'm jealous about that. <laughs> uh, well, what, did you, what was your 90210 snap? Um... Trying to think of like a snap thing that happened in this episode. Yeah. I guess maybe Dylan and Dylan yelling at his dad when they first got back to the house. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. There's a couple things. I I just Jim or, washed or him, Jim. Like, get out sorry. Of my house. Oh, I forgot about Jim. That, that yes. Sorry. Jim being like get out of my house. I thought was uh, for me the the height of drama. I know, uh, what's yeah. your verdict, Kendra? Did you like the episode? Do you think it holds up? I liked this episode. <laughs> I liked it too. I think there was a lot of just like funny moments in this episode and yeah. also um just like I don't know, the whole like them filming this thing was outlandish and then like there was just a lot of stuff that was just felt crazy, yeah. but I liked it. So, yeah. I liked it. I think, you know, some episodes find this like magical mix of like compelling and stupid and i feel like this one really like hit the hit the mark with that you know with everything going on with with samantha and the weird show and like the stuff with all the kids being there and jack and jim i just feel like i feel like it it, it hit a good moment and I, I think that we did have some character development um more with dylan than anyone else um but yeah, I, I feel like it holds up. I think it's definitely worth a watch. My major complaint, as I said, is that I feel like it's a really lazy resolution for Steve's arc. Yeah, and I agree with that. It feels like there's no no big character repercussions for him. Yeah, and I do think it's really a mistake to drop Herbert Little because I think that like that could have – we still have a whole – second half of the semester you know of school to go and i think that that character could have really been used to flesh out steve and grow him as a character um i i mean i have to give him props for at least giving herbert like the upper hand because the last time we see him he really dresses steve down and it really lands and herbert's like Herbert's assessment of Steve's character is the thing that gets Steve to confess in the first place. So it's not that Herbert doesn't get a good send off in that way. I just think that it would have been better to invest in that character and, and see that through for this season, because I think that it would have been a good growing moment for Steve. So I am disappointed that that's all we get from that. Agreed. I was really glad we went back to this Jack Canner story and resolved it. Me too. So yeah, that, that did feel a little unfinished in the original episode, which is probably why Mel Gilden, uh, put a capstone on it for the episode. It's kind of seems like maybe that was not their original plan to, uh, to have that character come back, but I'm glad they did. I think it was well suited for this episode. Agreed. What I was going to mention was like, we've been watching you, you watch yours primarily on Hulu. I watch mine primarily on CBS all access. And I had some of the DVDs for the early things. There has not been just a free open access to 90210 um, since it was available on SoapNet, And even then you really needed to have cable, but the Pluto TV app, I guess, you can sign up for free. 
um, is started to get some of the CBS-owned properties, like some of the Star Treks. But they just announced that 90210, Beverly Hills, the original, Beverly Hills 90210, is going to be streaming for free on Pluto TV. Wow. So if, you, yeah, if you haven't had access to the show, you can be watching it. on. Probably by the time this episode comes out, it'll be available to stream on Pluto TV. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, so if you if you're wanting to watch along, uh, that's that's another alternative there too. Yeah, now so, you got no excuse. That's that's right. Watch. Good point. Good. <laughs> All you slackers who haven't been watching along. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Well, you can join us next week as we continue our discussion with another holiday themed themed episode, episode three sixteen. It's a totally happening life, and Kendra, the gimmick of this episode makes me want to throw up. Oh dear. I'm just going to say it right now. Not that there's not good things in the episode, but the the frame of this episode is maybe the worst frame that we ever have in an episode of the entire 90210 franchise. Worse you... than Brandon narrating the the newspaper football game thing? That was that was poorly handled. This next episode's frame is idiotic. Okay. Now I now I'm excited to watch it. So. Okay, so you'll see. All but right. yes, it's all Christmas next episode. So that that should be it's some Christmas. exciting times. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I host the All the Book Show, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library featuring cool author and other creator interviews and just regular library themed things. You can find that at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can find my website, MissMusicBox.com, where I have all of my crafts that I make. Uh, and you can order crafts from there. And then I am MissMusicBox91 on the social medias. All right. Well, until then, 9021, here we go. Here we go.